Well, hello there. Thanks for joining us. Today, uh, we are if talking about... you can't about, see, we're waving at Michael when he, when he says hello. There's, and there's four of us <laughs> around the table today. Very enthusiastically. Yeah. Uh, Aaron and I are here, and as well as Mike Harmon and Michelle G. Thanks for joining. Hey, hey. Hey, hi. So welcome leaders and guests. There's a bunch of people now that we've kind of sent the link out to this who we don't know who's listening, but hopefully you find this beneficial. The goal of today's podcast is to kind of talk about a couple of things in the upcoming sermon, or if you've it's past Sunday. You've already listened to it. Week seven of Galatians, hypocritical actors. We're going to hone in on kind of uh, one I- one idea, one topic. What's the word? Accountability. 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 In stereo, although this is mono probably when they yeah, get it. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we're going to focus kind of in on that. What kind of things might you want to talk about? So we're going to kind of steer our conversation. That maybe hopefully is helpful to you. You want to give a kind of preview of the message? Well, so this week what happens is I I think it's got to be one of the most awkward things that probably happened in the early church where people are twiddling their thumbs, looking around in the corners because Paul actually takes Peter on and it looks like it's in a public setting that he does this because Peter started to act like a hypocrite. He understood the grace of God that he was not separated from people by his own Jewish cleanness and Gentiles' uncleanness, and he started to eat separately from Gentiles, which he was already eating with them at one point together. God had done a specific act in Peter in the book of Acts that showed him that there are not clean and unclean people. We are all unclean people, and through Christ's death and resurrection, he has made us clean. And that's, I'm going to spend the majority of the message kind of getting there, but I'm going to move at the very end to this place that it's we all find it too easy to become hypocritical in our lives. And many times this is because we fall back into different laws like Peter did back towards the law. And one of the things Matt Chandler says about the law is he said it's like an MRI when he had his cancer. It's that the law is like a diagnostic. The law is there to, to show us you know, what is wrong in us? We have rebelled. We've run from God. These are the things. But the diagnostic can never heal you. The diagnostic can't fix you. This is what Jesus did in his death and resurrection. He comes to rescue and save us. And when we understand that, it moves us then into places that we can live rightly in the cure, which is what Christ has done. And in that cure, what we really do is we need people like like a Paul to come alongside us sometimes and remind us of what the gospel is. When we start to veer off into the weeds and get all lost, we need that those other people around us to remind us of the grace of God. And so when we talk about accountability, I actually asked Mike to join us because Mike Mike has this, uh, you say the word accountability and he wants to burn it all down. <laughs> I'm the antagonist in the conversation. <laughs> and, and part of that is, I think, how accountability for a lot of years was probably looked at. Accountability was looked at as us being one another's cops, us being one another's uh, if you do these things, then you will live the good Christian life. Instead of accountability being a thing where we want to account to one another in ways that steer us back to the gospel, to the grace of who God is, that remind us of why we do what we do. And not a, I'm going to run over to your house like a Paul and take you on in front of everybody, but lovingly steer us back to what the gospel is. 
when you think about accountability, what comes, I'll start with Michelle. What, what comes to mind? We're going to start with the nice one. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the nice one. Love it. It's funny. I think it's a nuanced topic and I like a lot of, uh, what should we call Mike's antagonism about it? <laughs> because I grew up hearing that word a lot too. And it really just sounded almost like a, a shared policing so to speak. Who's your accountability partner? Right. Yeah. Exactly. You're like, I'm going to engage in this group or this ministry strictly for accountability, basically just, and I would kind of laugh to myself at times because I'm like, okay, it's really just dependent on what the, the outer image is. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it, there's no, um, conversation about the heart. And I think when I think about accountability, that's what I really like to emphasize is that moving toward the heart because sure you could show up to an accountability meeting and say, everything's great and doing fine. God is good inside be a mess, right? Struggling with unbelief and leave and that person wouldn't know any different. So I think it comes down to the heart. I think of the spirit's conviction, which ultimately that's our greatest accountability, right? Um, but there is this communal element too of, okay, can we move toward one another vulnerably? And can we actually disciple one another through our own vulnerability and acknowledging where we do fall short? Yeah, it's, a, it's a difference sometimes between grace and sin hunting. Right. right. When we're when accountability groups, when people sometimes think about them and how they were done, the whole point was, mm -hmm. how do I hunt out and root out sin in somebody else's life as I am coming at them with my questions? Are you really being honest with me today? Are you really? Dead? And and instead, like I said, of going back and focusing on the gospel, it tends to be that I'm going to hunt sin in everybody else's life. There's this idea that, that accountability would somehow fix me. Yeah. That I just think is. It's a pipe dream. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm in an accountability group, my issues, my besetting sin will somehow get fixed mm -hmm. by the accountability, not through the transformation of my heart. And yeah. in terms of the message, it what we are doing is we are running towards the diagnostic, right? We're pointing out the, yeah, I know I'm sinful. Yeah, I know I've got a problem. Yeah, I know that I run from God. Yeah, I know. It's like I, we keep pointing out, but the MRI said this. Yeah, I know the MRI said that. That's, that's that's what I get. So how can we then begin to restore one another? Because that's kind of when I hear accountability, that's that's what I think it it should be. We want to help one another to account for the gospel in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> so, but again, so the word is banned in my vocabulary. I just don't like the word because it has baggage, mm. and I think words are important, and how we communicate is through words. And so I just don't use it. I like to make up words like. Uh, you know, elementarian. That's somebody goes to element. <laughs> so what, like would you, what would you, what would you mm. use instead, instead of so accountability? So it's communitability. Communitability. So your gospel communitability. You're in a gospel community and you have accountability for lack of better words. And it is, I think, much better words. I think there's, accountability doesn't have relationship necessarily in it. Mm. It has, I'm a committed to you to call you account to these questions every week or to follow up on what you told me is your struggle. And it's not relational necessary. And it doesn't mean you have equity in my life. Hopefully there is because you've invited me in. But but the tendency is, I think, is that guilt and shame bring us to places that we want to hide. If I failed poorly this week or badly this week, then I'm going to tend to lighten my language, not make it as bad as it was, maybe, you know, because I'm afraid you're going to reject me or you're going to just say, oh, man, are you going to ever get over this? Well, no, I'm not. Without like uh, you're you're uh, hating the word accountability. You ever gonna get over that? <laughs> <I'm not>. It's <laughs> banned. <laughs> so I, I just think that we, when we compare, we assume that everybody else is better off than I am. I'm gonna hide. I'm gonna mask. I'm gonna pretend that I'm better than 
I really am, or I'm not struggling where I am struggling that, you know, and again, that's when guilt and shame even goes deeper mm. because I can't be honest about me. Yeah. And it lacks the whole, as Michelle said, the whole part transformation, you know, or I put myself off as self-righteous and I go after you deflecting from me. Right. I mean, I, I love what Michelle said, the, the really our best accountability is through the work of the Holy Spirit. And it's in that then that I can go and talk to people, I think. You know, I don't need somebody to come and police me because if I'm not in the right place, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lie or hide or, you know, run in shame you know, or become self-righteous. Mm. Whereas if I'm convicted by the Holy Spirit and my heart's been tenderized, I'd much rather come to you and say, this is what I'm struggling with. And then rather you come to me and say, how's that going? You know, and put me on the spot. Are there times to do that though, where I can come to you and say, how's that going? I think there are times uh, that we focus on the gospel and out of love, you know, you may see me do something or say something or act out. And that's appropriate time to say, hey, I noticed this and that's happened. I don't see that so much as accountability as it's out of love that I noticed something and here's the gospel. Do you, have, a, do you have an example? Not to put you on the spot, but do you have an example where, where you... When, s- when you stopped eating with the Gentiles? Well, that's been, yeah, <laughs> or it's been done, it's been done well. You thought it's never done well. That's why I banned the word. <laughs> Somewhat. I mean, I'll go back to something years and years ago. And um, I I have a bad habit of my irritation come out at my wife, Deb. Um, I can be impatient and irritable about something, and it quickly turns towards her if we're in a situation and, and she, I get impatient with her when I'm really I'm upset about something else. It just Tell gets, me, I've never done this. It just gets deflected what, what is on this? her. <laughs> And, and unfortunately, I, I got, it got to be really bad and, and somewhere I didn't even notice it so often. And it was noticed in a group of elementarians <laughs> in a meeting and, and a couple of people went to somebody else and said, hey, did you notice about Mike? And kind of put that person up to come talk to me. And that felt bad, you know, because they mm-hmm. you know, even expressed it that way. Well, two people came to talk to me and this is what, you know, it's like, well, why didn't they come talk to me? You know, so accountability, yes, but it, it landed hard. But would you say that was helpful to you then to understand your, how you were treating your wife in those moments? I mean, through, through the grace and the working of the Holy Spirit. I knew knew of the issue. It helped me to see that it was maybe more um, visible than I had realized or more ingrained in my everyday that I was unaware of. So that was helpful. It's like, oh, it's worse than I thought, you know? I mean, I can tell, you know, I, you know, I can be convicted when I'm, dang it, I did it again. But when it's nuanced, it maybe comes off stronger when somebody else is hearing because they don't hear it all the time. She gets dull to it. She accepts more than she should because she's used to it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think all of our spouses, ex, you know. Tolerate. Tolerate more than they should yeah. <laughs> with yeah. us at times. Yeah. <laughs> and again, that's what love does somewhat, you know. Covers a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how do we help? Going forward, how do we help cultivate whether it's leading a gospel community, le- leading family with kids? Like how how do we cultivate leaning in the spirit, trusting the spirit, speaking truth, and whether we want to use the word accountability or not? You yeah. Know, how do we? But, but be so, better on the community side yeah, of it. As leaders, I, I think we have to model it. I try to be lead in the sense of when I ask for a prayer, try to make it personal. That's what our prayer time is for. Not that we can't pray for our friends and relatives, and we should, but it seems like that's the easy go-to as opposed to what's really going on with me. And so I try to model that, you know, and I try to 
model when we go through questions where I'm struggling or where I where it applies to me. And so as a leader, that's I think we'd have to model for people what it looks like to not be in an accountable relationship, but to share the deep things or the hidden things or the things that are difficult because we are we trust and are feel safe in this environment. So you know there's a self-awareness and a, a commitment to that that we have to engage in. Yeah, and I think constantly reminding ourselves and family and community that we are all going to struggle and we're all going to sin. And if we didn't, we wouldn't need Jesus. And so therefore, not that we celebrate that struggle and sin, but we can celebrate Jesus that he meets those needs. And and I think the more the culture, the church, the family unit can praise that, it for me, it makes it easier to be known. And I, I think that's where the, the gospel side of accountability is. We point to that only Jesus can fix me and heal me. It's not the someone holding me to account that fixes me. I just rearrange my behavior, make it look pretty, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to... Or we uh, blow it off and don't care. Yeah. Sometimes. Right. Yeah, we listen, but then forget <laughs> it, you know. Um, but again, pointing me back to um, not that you're holding me accountable is going to make me try harder, but that I am not able to do this on my own. Yeah. So the difference then would be we love and respect one another enough to invite them into those spaces because of what the gospel has done in us. I don't need you to tell me how bad I am. I need you to tell me how good the gospel is. That's my only hope. So do we need a new word or is this discipleship or is it something else? (laughs) Well, it falls in discipleship Mm -hmm. totally, right? Again, I think it's so much based on love and relationship and equity as opposed to a format and a environment of accountability. So if we we had the message, we have notes tonight, what what would kind of one goal or step be uh, for GCs moving forward after this week? Well, I would hope that people would gather together outside of their notes night. It doesn't have to be with everybody in your GC. Maybe it's a couple people. You're just getting together with, inviting them to lunch, playing frisbee golf. Or, disc, disc golf. Oh, yeah, it's called disc golf? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever it is, you you can have those conversations in those places, creating I, I, space, creating space to be able to have those conversations. But I do think we need more spaces. Mm-hmm. In a larger gospel community, you know, it's 8, 10, 12 people, it's hard to have that level of intimacy or even the time to, you know. Mm. Yeah, you can't be you, you can't be intentional with that many people. Right. It it it's it's too hard because then everyone's also talking, and it, yeah, there's there's a lot of group dynamics that yeah. chafe against it. So I I want you to experience grace in our relationship, not law, because I've asked you about an area that you struggle with, and, and therefore it's like the weight of the laws. I mean, I got to not do that thing. And it becomes my strength versus my weakness that turns me to grace and his strength. So if you have a story that you would like to share of how you've seen uh, this aspect of discipleship play out, uh, we'd actually love to hear that. Share it with us and and maybe we'll play it to, to flesh us out, give more examples. You record it on your phone and send it to us unless you're a share. 
who has a flip phone. <laughs> you can, Rush, you can come in and set in a mic. I'll record you. <laughs> don't, don't worry about that. We can yeah. be inclusive, guys. We can. Thanks. <laughs>